and welcome to Frog Flicks, the historical costume movie and TV podcast. I'm Tristan L. Bass, your host, and I'm here with one half of our original Broadway recording cast, Kendra Van Cleave. And we're on episode four of the final season of Downton Abbey. Downton, Downton, Downton. And um, we were eating dinner and uh, drinking during during this one, so we kind of entirely forgotten what happened at the beginning of the episode. Uh, So bear with us, but we believe that there were some amazing guest stars, including the chick that John John Snow shagged. Egret. Egret. From Downton Abbey. No. No, from Game Game of of Thrones. Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, And someone from Sense and Sensibility? Yes. Uh, Lady Shackleton, who is friends with the Dowager Countess, um, is the same actress who plays the bitchy sister-in-law on Sense and Sensibility. Right. The one who, who talks the, her husband down from, uh, you know, giving them th- hundreds of thousands of pounds to an occasional, you yeah, know, you chicken. Know, you don't need much. Yes. Um, in a little cottage. And my boyfriend, Matthew Good. Yes, yes. He's come back. The the, the, the racing car dude uh-huh. who was in the Christmas finale of last season. Tall, suave, dark, and handsome. Yeah. Um, he's not bad. I mean, oh. I don't know. Yeah. She, I don't know. It's Tristan is a cold lump of coal instead of a heart. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. Um, I'll start with um, Jon Snow's bitch, because I thought that was a great scene. That was kind of mm-hmm. my favorite scene, actually, because it was one of those... Should we clarify that this okay. is the actress who was a housemaid? Yeah, she was... She wasn't just on Game of Thrones. She left this to go to Game of Thrones. Exactly, um, and I had her name a second ago. I Gwen. Gwen, yeah, she was Gwen, and she, um, she had a typewriter, and she learned to type, and she took... Um, she got uh, some interviews with the help of Lady Sybil and um, eventually, you know, worked her way up so she'd get some job interviews and um, left the show because she's like, I'm not going to be a housemaid all my life. I'm and also here. I need to go be a, a wildling and shag Jon Snow. Right. I'm going to go off to the other side of the wall where they right. have better secretary jobs. Exactly. And um, also some hot dudes wearing yes. a lot of fur. Right. And um, so she did that. And then after she got killed by Jon Snow, she right. got this job, got this, um, she married this guy where who she met, um, you know, in a in a apparently a civil service job. Because that's wildling, the other, wildling other, heaven is on the other side of the wall. Getting married in exactly civil service, and jobs. they were sponsoring some women's college, right? That Aunt Rosamund is also involved in. Yeah, and wants to get Edith involved in because you know, up sing, with women, up with women, single women all stick together and stuff. And so then they're having lunch at Downton. For the fuck of it. No, because to, in order to get Edith to chat with... But why at Downton? It seems oh. like a real stretch. Like, couldn't they have had this lunch at in London? No, you, but that, that's, it's Downton Abbey. That's the name <laughs> of the show. And also they've already paid for that set. There's no But they have sets that are, that are supposed to be I'm, London. I'm Rosamund's just, I know, I'm dinner. just saying. They've had dinner at Rosamund's Again, place. the show's called Downton Abbey. Basically, it was an excuse to bring back this character. Oh, right. And uh, in the final season to show, like, ooh, we're coming full circle. Here's what happens to you if you, you know, ditch your shitty service job. and, and you, you know. get a really good outfit. 
It was. It actually was really cute. It yeah. had. It was this kind of kind of buff colored. Um, yeah. Little, little it's this dress warm with with all this pinky dark khaki that everybody's been wearing this season. Really. Um, with a, a navy matching navy coat, but then yeah. the dress had uh, navy piping on it, and then this ruffle down the front, yeah. and it was again, it was exactly that fabulous thing about twenties day wear yeah. that is. Uh, the masculine and feminine elements yeah. merged. It was very sharp. It looked very appropriate to and her. And coordinating hat, yes. of course. And um, so they have this dinner and, of course... Lunch. Uh, lunch, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Doesn't really yeah. matter. I know. It's a, it's a meal. You know, it's always an extremely fancy meal for, you know... Whatever. No reason. No and reason. Barrow got to be a jerk yes. and out her. Although I thought it was weird that she didn't just start from the get-go. I mean, I get in the plot that she's surprised because she didn't know she was coming to Downton. But she I was still... just there to meet um, Aunt Rose. Or... Mm, right. I still just think she should have been like, hey! But wouldn't you know the address? Like, look, I'm coming up the driveway. Yeah. Or, this or, looks familiar. Or, or when you're given the address, oh, I'm meeting this woman, Rose whatever her last name is that's not well it's the husband her husband who arranged it yeah but whatever i don't know anyway Anyway. yes it was all very convoluted and so she comes up there and suddenly is like oh here's the place i worked for two years right shocking yeah yeah um but she you know anna recognizes her barrow recognizes her and then um, they're sitting down at dinner, and Barrow is like, oh, you didn't know? This is your maid. Har, har. Right. And actually, I should say, you know, in her defense, Mary was bitchy about it at first, oh. until she explained all the help that Lady Sybil had given her, and, and everybody got to have a little teary moment of remembering. So, so Tristan horrible. put her head in my lap. She was she got all mushy and I she put her head Lady in my Sybil. lap because she loves Lady Sybil. I love Lady Sybil. She was the only good sister. She, I think she was too perfect. I love. She her. was beautiful and she cared about everyone and and was down with the people. And she was lordy. She was a good sister. Trying too hard. The others are all bitches. Yeah, but if you were in this family, you would be Mary or Edith. No, I'd be Lady Sybil. No, I'd be up with people. You'd be Mary or I'd Edith. be marrying the chauffeur and I'd be wearing pantaloons and I'd don't. be running away to Ireland and yeah. fuck y'all, bitches, sisters, bitches. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so it was a very beautiful moment, and everybody had a little little reminisce and, bear, and, and a little tear and, in their beer. Yeah, and um, and Branson was like, "Oh," and it was great. Yes. Um, and people were wearing nice things. Yeah, I think the best was that there were two evening uh, um, dinners. Um, the first one being where Lady Shackleton, who. Is she related to the Explorer? I really wonder. I kept expecting Kenneth Branagh to show up because he's in a, a like really... Like icy beard or yeah, something? Yeah, he's in Frostbite. a really good um, biopic of Ernest Shackleton, the Explorer. Um, and yeah, and he's like spot on, like like the Explorer. And, and like, so Lady Shackleton, really? Right. Where's Who the... the Dowager Countess has enlisted into the hospital fight, which oh, why bring some random friend who doesn't live here? And who doesn't know anything about yeah. it. Oh. She says so. That she's yeah. just like, I don't know right. anything about this shit. But helpfully brings her hot, hunky boyfriend, who is... Matthew. 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 Sorry. Not her boyfriend. Sorry, my boyfriend. Uh, Matthew Good, who I can't have him caught his name, but is the car driving guy. Henry Talbot. Thank you, Henry Talbot. Uh, And so that was convenient. But so it was great because you had Rosamund, who's fashionable, Edith, Cora. Everybody was dressed beautifully at the dinner. Um, 
and there uh, was some be- that was that was like that was a standout. It was a really it was one dinner with all the good evening gowns, and everybody just looked amazing. Yeah. Now I'm trying to remember what specific people so wore. Edith, well, Edith, Edith with double straps, so, so green. It was like halter style, but then it, well, also with shoulder straps. But in green and gold. Yeah. Beautiful. That was probably the Mary best. Mary was wearing gold. Yes. Which she doesn't wear gold that often. No. Like, not just pure, just straight up gold. It was straight up gold. Like, like she looked like an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> like an Emmy statuette. Um, but it was all just old gold. This kind of, you know, right. burnished gold. Uh, it was very beautiful. Um, there were a couple of the dark. There wasn't a lot of black, like straight up black, but there was a lot of jewel tones. I think Cora was wearing her sort of mauve satin dress with yeah. sort of like pewter beading. Yeah. And I remember liking what the other people wore, but now I can't remember specifically. Yeah. They were the, all everyone just... except, I mean, the Dowager Countess looked fine, but I didn't get excited. Yeah, she... But everybody else was like, ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. I think I think Shackleton was the only one wearing black. Yeah, but it was a beaded black. But there's lots of beading. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was just... Oh, really... and the other thing, back to Edith, she had this really wide yeah. bandeau that was like, it almost, I mean, it was like a flat tiara yeah, or something. Yeah, it was really wide it was... Like, and beaded very But delicate, delicate, yeah. sort of like flower shapes with like rhinestones of... or, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway, yeah. that was really pretty. Really pretty. Yeah. And then Matthew, good, Henry Talbot was there flirting with Mary, sort of, and, and wearing white tie, which... Really, he doesn't have to do much for Kendra. No, he just needs to show up. Yeah. And he showed up again. So, yeah, Mary and him had dinner with flirtatious talk beforehand where she's like, so you're going to flirt with me and I'm not going to put out. and But I'm going to enjoy you and trying. And I'm going to like this. And he's like, yeah, okay. Okay, challenge. Cool. Challenge accepted. Good. Clearly we are hurtling towards our great tie-up with a bow. Let's get Lady Mary settled. Right. She was wearing a very nice sort of bronzy um, evening dress that she she says, oh, you know, pardon me for looking so terrible. I had to borrow this from my aunt. But, yeah. you know, the worst thing in the world would be to go through Rosamond's closet. Right. And like she borrowed it. I mean, it fit her perfectly. So I know, exactly. Yeah. But she looked great. Yeah. Although not a color she usually wears. True. So yeah, maybe I not her, that. you know, but whatever. It looks fine. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but I am team Henry Talbot because he is going to teach Mary the ways of the, the race cars and the oral sex. And I am down with that. Yeah. Uh, he's way hotter than Matthew was. Yeah, it's fine. It's just, I just like that. Um, I like anybody who's going to put her in her place. I don't think he's too. We don't know yet. Uh, he's not starting off. Like, at least I like the tension of. Um, you know, the tension with Matthew at least was, will they, won't they, in that he didn't, he wasn't particularly impressed by her and she wasn't particularly impressed by him. And that right. was a good start. Yes. People Ta- shouldn't just fall at her feet. When people fall at her feet, that's just boring. Yeah. And that's why she didn't marry, in my opinion, that guy she shagged or the yeah. other one who was going for exactly. at the same time because they were just falling at her feet. No exactly. challenge. But see, that's why I get, I, I think I'm still holdover from the scene he was in last season. Where at first she just completely dismisses him, and then at the end right. she sees him in his hot car, and and she's all, oh hello, yeah. uh, and he's all, yeah, he could have had this baby, and drives yeah. off basically. That's yeah. that's the dynamic of that situation. Right. So I'm hoping that there's going to be more of that coming. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, this dinner was a little too little too pat of a little, like, oh, you want this? And he's like, mm, maybe I want this. And she's like, well, you can't get this. And he's like, mm, maybe I don't want this. And I was like, mm. no, it's a little too. Yeah. It's it's very pat. It seemed very. This that you know we're 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 playing in a little romantic comedy and and it's that and it's not like there's no challenge I don't feel there's any challenge here I I well except she told him she wasn't gonna put out 
but that's about it. And, and he's like, mm, well, I may or may not care about that. Hmm. We're gonna. It wasn't at least at least the last guy. Race cars and oral sex, Tristan. Race cars and oral sex. Do I get to see this? I don't know. Speaking of things we don't get to see, but maybe we don't want to, um, <laughs> the Carsons. I'm disappointed. I wanted to see Mr. Carson's O face from a completely research perspective only. That's a little too much. <laughs> I was pleased that back uh, from, Mrs. From Carson uh, was wearing uh, a nice, uh, a very uh, modern blouse and skirt instead of a dress uh, when they came back. Yes. Oh, Though, but quick, back to Mary and her dumpy yeah. ass matron bought or oh blouses. god, she had all two. These, two. The first one was the worst because there oh. were ruffles involved. Oh, seriously, little ruffled beige thing on the front. Horrible. Like horrible librarian bo- in the, blouses, in, and I'm a librarian. I say in that the word, with love. In the words of Project Run- yes. Runway, it's looking a little mumsy. Yes, we question her taste. Oh, two of them, because when yeah. um, she took uh, Anna off to London for you know a little stitch in time. Yes, it was also stitch another and cervix. <laughs> yeah, there was another little mumsy blouse that had that cut at a ter- not only was it I hate that. So it didn't have quite enough room at the hip, so it was kind of caught up a little bit i hate blouses it, that don't have enough it, it ease just at the hip. it just had a it just sat in a terrible yeah, plot was place bad. on her and you know she is a rail thin woman so yes when it, when it sits poorly at the hip oh yes it, ugh. it offends me ugh. yes so this is you know i've been saying all along that her day wear can be very very mumsy it was. and this today this episode was like quintessence of that yes so, you know, it's not just me harshing on Mary. It's truth. They give her some really... Tristan speaks truth to power. Really bad they were. Yeah. It's like, okay, she's the older sister? But by, like, 30 years? No, I don't think so. I mean, she's wearing stuff that her mom wouldn't wear. Yeah. They don't put Cora in that yeah. shit. Well, Cora generally looks better in no. day wear anyway. No. Um, but going back to the, the Carsons, can I, can I just, you I, may. I, I, this is my, as we were ending the episode, my little rant about, um, so throughout the episode, when they were referencing, um, Carson and, and Mrs. Hughes going off on their little honeymoon, it's like, oh, we're going to have to call her Mrs. Carson now. Like, okay. Everyone, AKA all the, the, uh, you know, masters, all upstairs. the upstairs people were like, Oh, this is such a problem. Oh, I can't can't imagine it. Ha ha. This is but we'll have to try. So so difficult. Like, okay, get over your fucking selves. The woman got married, and in this time and place, she would take the the husband's name. That's the thing. You all do that yourselves, and when anyone of your class gets married, you automatically change that to the. The husband's name. And, and everyone no, deals. And everyone deals. It's not like, oh, it's such a trouble to remember that my friend of my own class, I, t- I have to remember her married name. Oh, troubles. But no, if, if a servant gets married, I have to remember her married name. Oh, That's far too much far, work. Far, you know, God forbid. And, and then at the very last scene... Um, Mr. Carson, God, I hate him sometimes. He's a suck up. He is a suck up. He says, oh, oh, we shall be known as, as Mr. Carson and Mrs. Hughes. <laughs> Just as before. And everyone's all, phew, everyone's, got out oh, of that one. sigh of relief. Oh, it was so, so troublesome if we had to pretend to remember this. For fuck's sake, can she not be a woman who has 
you know, achieved what little things that women in that time period were allowed to achieve. She's married, she has a new life, and she can't be, like, married in the and have a new... Because for... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mrs. Hughes is fake. Yes. That is a vocational term that she has been forced to take for... Well, she may have felt that that was... No, that's that's a requirement. The Mrs. Yeah, no, I agree. But but I'm saying that that may have been a badge of honor to her that she finally got up that high because she would have started off as Elsa, you know, the, the chambermaid. True. But at the same time... The Mrs. part, that's, I know. that Mrs. is is her staff. But the forced thing you're looking the at forced... that from a modern perspective, she may have felt like that was a term of respect. But it also, at that time, too, getting married was a st- as a status symbol. Right. So being Mrs. Carson would have been a higher status symbol at that time than being Mrs. Okay, sure. Hughes. Because Mrs. Hughes is a job. Mrs. Carson is a status symbol. It says, I have achieved well, it's something a person. as a person right. at that time period. Because I have done something unique and individual. I have achieved my own I've gotten married, separate which household. is the thing that everyone else has done, it, well, pretty it's much. Se- it says she's her Except sep- Mrs. Patmore, who can but, cry herself to sleep on her huge pillow. But because she's married, she has I a know. separate household. I'm just being difficult. But in that time, <laughs> in that time period, she has a separate household. Conceivably, she could have her right. own separate household right. and run her own little... Even if it was a tiny little shitty cottage somewhere, it would be her own and hers. Well, they have a tiny little shitty. Well, well I they're don't going think to. They haven't. They haven't. It's, it's right. still being worked on. Okay. But she could be her own person, and as much as in that time period, she could be her own person. It would be Mrs. Carson. That's more of her own person than being Mrs. Hughes. In that time, I feel like so one's a job title, one's her husband's title. Seems to me. Well, now now you're looking at it from a 21st century (laughs) point of view, huh? Well, I also, of course, too, am team keep your own name because I am too. I mean, I'm I'm make up your own name. I mean, face facts are facts. But I'm saying, if if we're going to be sticking with the time period, all right. I feel like. She got the shitty end of, end of, end of the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's being further subsumed because not only is her husband saying, you don't matter as my wife, it's more important that our employers force you to do something. No, it's more important that we guess what would be most convenient for them and just go ahead and do that. But nobody's asked us to do that. And the only reason we're doing it is so that they don't have to use their pretty little brains. Yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and have people call her Mrs. Hughes yeah. on the off chance that it would be difficult for our great we're, master. We're, we're letting... To it's her husband her is name. saying that our employers are more important than us as a as a unit, as a team, as, as yeah. our relationship. Because yeah. Carson's a suck up. Carson's an He ass. is team... Grantham. Yes. Team all of that. Yes. Fuck him. Anna got her cervix stitched. Yeah. Yeah. And in perfect, you know, typical, she's thinking she's having a miscarriage. She's having cramps, blah, blah, blah. She goes to Lady Mary. Lady Mary is fabulous. Whisks her off to London, gets her medical attempt, her medical health. What does she do through all of this? Does she lean on her life partner who yeah. is, should be there for her through thick and thin and 
sadness and and no. disease. No, no, we can't tell him because he's a delicate flower. Once she thinks now that, that the stitch has worked and you know she may be able to keep the baby. Oh, now we can tell him about the good stuff. She doesn't but really tell him. She she lets him guess. We well, yes, but he's far too delicate to ever you know be allowed to be there for her. Point in case. Down Abbey is a model for dysfunctional relationships. Fuck yeah. Talk to your fucking partner, partners, whatever. Work things out and think about how Share. it might re- reflect on, on your relationship and Jesus. the status of, of each person as an indivi- as a unique individual. But I didn't want to worry you. My, but, but, my whole right side of my body fell off, but I didn't want to worry you. And and I think our employers are more important than our union together yes. as, in, as, as unique individuals. Yeah. 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 Yeah, fuck them. Then Daisy tried to fight the power with the whole getting the farm for what's-his-face. But didn't have to. But didn't have to. But I thought I was very annoyed by the scene where she went to confront Cora. Because Cora obviously knew what was going on, but was very, what are you doing here? Very, Daisy, it's so inappropriate of you to dare to have a conversation with me. Or to be on our staircase. Well, yeah, to be on our staircase and to dare to confront me and she knows exactly what Daisy's coming to talk about and she already knows that they've just decided that her father-in-law can have the farm and she could just say, let me stop you right there, but no, she waits until Lord Grantham comes out and and spills the beans and it was just, I don't know, it was annoying and that was all paternalistic to me, the whole like... Daisy, what do you think you're doing? You know you're not an autonomous individual with your own brain who's allowed to express your own opinions. I have a feeling that we're kind of getting, <laughs> we're getting a little down on the, the 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 upstairs people because you know, let's face it, it's the sixth season. They are pretty paternalistic and, and it's very, very much, you know, we we know better. We're we're making this all, you know, good for you we're taking care of you well this is this is a poster child for it's really coming out it's it's the thing that people always pick on these kinds of shows for it's it's romanticizing it's taking how can this system be seen in its most positive light it's that oh these upstairs people are looking out for everyone else now it's interesting because that's the perspective that the dowager countess is taking on the hospital and everybody else is saying oh no we should just get the modern stuff and not worry about it but the dowager countess is very much team noblesse oblige we have the obligation to make the right decisions blah 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 but yeah, no, I mean, it, you look at the, and granted, I'm not saying Downton Abbey has been, you know, all roses, but they certainly, you know, this would be the family to work for if you were going to have to work for somebody. Uh, they're certainly taking the positive spin on things. And and we see these things, granted, from a modern perspective, and we see these things and we get a little uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, when you bring up the, the hospital situation, you know, the Dowager is being painted in the context of the show as... The, the sticking point. Yeah, the, and the stick in the mud, the old yes, school. Yes, the old school. Old guard. Whereas every everybody else is kind of even, pretty much, I think at this point, everybody else is against her uh, right. for the, the change at the hospital. Whereas um, in all the other storylines, it really is the old guard saying, oh no, we know better than you. You're simple-minded, you know, lower orders. We're going to make this better. We're going to make this right. Whether we stitch up your cervix or we call you by by this name or, you know, we make the farm, you know, we give you the farm because we think it's the right time. 
we're gonna make this better, or or we we kick you off this farm because right. it's, you know we also gonna... love. Okay, my favorite was post the second dinner, and they're discussing what to do with the yew tree farm. And Lady Edith says, well, can we afford it? And she's sitting in this gilded room where if you sold one lamp or one vase or one chair. Or one earring. Off I of think we women. could manage to make it work. And yeah. I'm not saying they don't have to make good decisions and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but it's that whole, you know, oh, we need $3 million a day to yeah. come in because we couldn't live with anything less. I know. Standards. We afford it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think you're all doing okay. Yeah. I mean. Also well, was annoyed. And I know, again, it's all par for the course, but the whole Anna thing, she thinks she's having a miscarriage. She doesn't go and tell Mary, who's been her confidant, who's already taken her to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. And I get you're already in that paternalistic, you know, dichotomy or arrangement, but still she thinks she's having a miscarriage and she doesn't actually tell Mary. She just happens to have a cramp in front of Mary right. and Mary's able to guess. This and that's the sp- only reason the day is safe. Because yeah. God forbid you could pop up to this lady who's clearly shown an interest and say, hey, think I'm losing the baby. Yeah, it's her second one of the day and all. Yeah, her second you know? miscarriage of the day. <laughs> she just has <laughs> three or four a day. Or whatever, yeah. So, yeah, so there it is. Okay, this yeah. is four. That was episode four. That was episode four. And there's, I think, eight, eight episodes and then the Christmas episode, Christmas special. So, all right, we've got halfway through yes. just about. So let's yes. see how this season ends because, you know, they got to tie it up in some pretty little bows and, yeah. and people got to end up with some happy endings. Edith needs something. to get shagged. The Bates Mar- have to have a baby. Mary needs to get shagged. Uh, um, the hospital shit. Who cares? Who about cares? It, but it's got like half an end up. Yeah. Yeah, Somehow. and and Tom has to figure out where he fits. Uh, and I had this little theory that, and I'd saw, yeah. seen glimmers of it last season. But Tristan thinks I'm completely insane that he would marry one of the sisters, probably Edith. Oh, randomly, Brandon. Brand, um, yeah, Brand- Tom Branson. Tom, yeah. Uh, uh, no, he's not, he's not going to bury in it. it. That'd be like incest. But it seems perfectly like logical to me. Sybil's dead. He's like a brother yeah. to them. He's not going to marry anyone. I know he's not, but he could. No. If they were really going to be neat and tidy. If this was it, the 1400s. It's not the 14th century. God damn it. It's not the 16th either. Why not? They Sorry. need to, uh, to align their dairy farms. No, and... no. He's he's going to be solitary socialist man. You know, he's going to be the good, good sounding board and that's it. Um, but yeah, the other two sisters have got to, got to get their shag on and, um, just somehow, some way. I, I bet mean, somehow the, the upstairs family will remember their new names if they get married. Oh, <laughs> somehow they will persevere. Yes, yes. So uh, share your commentary on the blog, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Bye! Bye.